welcome to series two of the Confidence Fighter for Girls. My name's Myrtle and in this series we're going to be discussing difference, confidence, women in tech and much more. Stay tuned and hope you enjoy. Hello, in this week on the Confidence Fighter I'm delighted to welcome Julia Strachan as our special guest. She is our first world record holder. Um, Julia, can you tell us a bit about yourself and your story? Yeah, it's. can I firstly say thank you, Myrtle, so much for inviting me to be on your show. I have been really, really looking forward to it. I think you are incredible and really, really inspiring for stepping out of your comfort zone and, you know, putting this podcast out there to your friends and to young people to hopefully encourage and inspire them. So thank you for having me on, firstly. So, Metal, rewinding back, um, I was actually born and raised in Finland, in Lapland. I grew up just up the road from Santa Claus, which is pretty cool. Um, and then we moved to the UK when I was seven. And I loved athletics. I loved sport. I loved all things sort of active um, growing up. Um, I'd, I... I'd say I was pretty average at school. I was a pretty average B student. I wish I'd worked a little bit harder. Um, But then I went to university and studied um, media. And then I worked at Sky Sports News in television in my dream job for um, 12 years. And then, Myrtle, about 12 years ago, I watched this film called Taken, which I wouldn't recommend that you watch <laughs> because it's it's quite um, quite a dramatic film. And I didn't really know what I was going to watch, but um, I just went on a whim to watch this film, which was all about this issue of human trafficking. And Myrtle, I sat there with my chin on the floor. I mean, it was, I thought it was a horror movie. And long story short, I wasn't just moved but I was moved to action. I wanted to make a difference to people who were being bought and sold. And actually there's 40 million people estimated to be in slavery today. So that then I thought, well, what do I do? I mean, how does little old me ever make a difference to this overwhelmingly huge injustice? So I looked at what was in my hand. What can I do to make a difference? And, you know, we all have social media. We, um, I worked in media and, I worked in sport, so I was running a half marathon in Windsor anyway. So I thought, well, I'll do that for to raise some money for an anti-trafficking charity. And long story short, one day my best friend from church, we were running along the Thames, and she said, Julia, should we row the Atlantic? And I mean, I never dreamt in a million years that I could row the Atlantic. But I said, yes, let's row the Atlantic. And this led me on the most incredible 3,000-mile adventure across the Atlantic. Going back to your rowing, what was the toughest point um, preparing to row the Atlantic? Oh, wow. I mean, just getting to the start line, Myrtle, was an achievement in itself because I, I, it was supposed to be my best friend and I, she pulled out, but then I felt so passionate to tell the world about this awful injustice. So I actually put together a crew of girls from all over the world, united for this row for freedom. And, you know, just managing this team, I'd never, you know, managed a group of girls before. I had never rowed before. Um, 
So, so I never fundraised before. We had to raise a lot of money, £130,000 just to get to the start line. Um, so, it, so that was tough in itself. But actually, Myrtle, the, the, the physical challenge of the actual row was tough. But the mental battle. So, you know, the sort of brick wall that you sometimes hit when you might be running and it gets really tough. Well, I hit that brick wall pretty much every day. We rode two hours on, two hours off, two hours on, two hours off. So imagine your school holiday, not sleeping one night's sleep, but constantly two hours on, two hours off. And just mentally you're exhausted but you know what kept me going it was just remembering these victims of trafficking which are your age you know up to the average age is um sort of 12 13 so you're not far off and um just remembering some of these victims that I'd met and they kept me going in the middle of the night when it was really really tough why did that keep you going because I think you have to just, I mean, honestly, I was there in the middle of the night, two in the morning till four in the morning, say rowing, waves are lashing at you, you're cold, you're missing your family and friends, you can't even stand up on the boat, your bottom is, just think of pepperoni pizza, just boils, sores, blisters, pussy, horrendous, your hands are just, you know, like clawed around these oars for 12 hours a day it was excruciating so often we'd be in there in the middle of the night just playing memory games just to stay awake and keep rowing and actually if you don't row you're not going to get there very quickly so that you know you you had to keep rowing and but I had to keep remembering what on earth am I doing this for and it's because something ignited in my heart and I didn't want to just talk about this awful injustice I wanted to do something and yeah so so look it it was really I could not have done it unless I had a reason behind it and it was to tell the world about this injustice of human trafficking. I've got a burning question for you Julia how did you poo on the boat? (laughs) That is a good question so it was a seven meter boat there was two tiny cabins either end so there was no privacy but literally Myrtle bucket and chuck it can you believe it in 50 foot high waves the size of houses 15 meter high waves we had to balance on this bucket and then after you'd done your thing you had to chuck it overboard and actually I lost the poo bucket so we didn't put the um so after you chuck your stuff out you obviously rinse it out with seawater and then place it back but we, we just so much water got into the bucket that I couldn't hold on to it. So we were about, I think we had two buckets and then it was just like, please don't lose another bucket. So we wrote it on so we wouldn't lose it again. But yeah, pretty gross. I was so happy when we got onto land. <laughs> What's the biggest mistake you've ever made and how did you get over it? Gosh, the biggest mistake, I would say... The biggest mistake is believing the labels that we put on ourselves or that others put on ourselves. So I think at school, I felt quite sort of average. I was a pretty average B student and I never felt sort of academic enough or um, often people, you know, could feel like I'm not pretty enough. I'm not sporty enough. I'm, you know, my family aren't rich enough or, you know, we could sometimes feel not good enough, whatever enough that we don't feel. And um, the fact is, 
you are more than enough. I am more than enough. You are of infinite value and worth. And I think when we believe the lie that we're not good enough, it, it stops us from taking risks. Imagine if I hadn't rode the Atlantic. Imagine if you hadn't stepped out your comfort zone and taken on this challenge of a podcast. And I bet you, Myrtle, like me, when you step out your comfort zone, you can feel nervous, you can feel scared, you can, you know, feel like you might not be doing a good enough job, but you learn and you grow. So I would just say, if anyone has spoken any sort of labels that you're not good enough or whatever enough, don't believe the lie. You are. And actually, anything is possible if you if you set your mind to it. So I was like, I'm going to row the Atlantic. And then I was like, oh, my goodness, how am I going to do that? Well, you find a way when you're passionate about something. You know, you probably didn't know how to do a podcast, but you just find a way when you want to do it, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> What's the biggest risk you've ever taken? Well, I would say definitely deciding to row the Atlantic. You know, I think a lot of people can dream dreams, Myrtle, but a lot of people don't do it. And, you know, dreaming is easy. There was a boat in our race called Dream It, Do It. And that's kind of the motto for my my life. And a lot of people dream dreams. It's the sort of fun and easy part to dream a dream. But the doing part, there is no secret formula. It's simply this grit It's having this whatever it takes attitude and resolving not to give up. And, you know, so many people fail to reach their full destiny and potential because they down tools. They put the oars down when the going gets tough and the setbacks come and the challenges come. And Myrtle, our row, my mum was actually really sick when I decided to do to do this row. And, you know, there were just so many setbacks and so many challenges, girls that pulled out of the row. And then, you know, my mum being ill and sponsors, you know, sponsorship was so hard. But, you know, I just kept going. And Myrtle, when we were actually rowing the Atlantic, I just thought, I'm so happy I kept persevering. And, you know, what when... I would rather have failed trying than failed to try at all. And actually, even if we failed and the boat capsized and we had to get rescued, so what? At least I, at least I would have tried. But luckily, we did make it to the other side. But, but you know, I would just say, dream it, do it, and do it afraid if you have to. I did. <laughs> When do you lack confidence most? I would say, I don't know if you've heard of this quote, it says, comparison is the thief of joy. And I would say I lack confidence when I look at what other people are doing. Like Myrtle, I believe that we all have our own lanes to run in. And it's quite hard to run, isn't it? And when you're looking to the left or the right, you end up sort of veering off course. And actually, I really believe that you should just stay in your own lane, you know, Find the things that you're passionate about, the things that you're good at and run in your lane. Because if you start looking at what other people are doing, you know, oh, oh, they're doing that. That's so much better than what I'm doing. It can really knock your confidence. And I just think just stay in your lane. Believe in your skills. Believe in the things that you're good at. Do you know what? We can't all be good at everything. Um, but we're all, you know, we, we're all good at something. We all can do something to change the world. And I 
you know, never felt academic enough. But frankly, I could do things that the academics can't do. And, you know, there were five girls on our boat, the things that I was good at, the others weren't good at, and vice versa. But thank God we're not all the same. So I think just celebrate and believe and have confidence in the things that you are good at and that you are passionate about. And and just confidence. I um I actually looked up that word even though I know what it means, but the feeling or belief that you can have faith in or rely in someone or something and self-confidence is relying or, you know, having faith in that you can rely on yourself. And I think that comes with time that you learn that sort of self-confidence, but yeah, go for it. What or who inspires you? Oh, wow. Goodness. Well, I would say my mum, she was an incredible, she is um, an incredible lady. She actually went to volunteer in Pakistan um, when she was in her early 20s. And she got a bus back for £50 through the Middle East, through Afghanistan, uh, back to Paris before coming back to England. And, you know, she was a little adventurer. And when I said I wanted to row the Atlantic, she didn't even bat an eyelid. She just said, okay, darling, off you go, you know, in her Scottish accent. And and actually, I think when you have um, people around you who um, inspire you. So I've had lots of mentors in my life who are a little bit older, a little bit wiser, who I look up to and, and am inspired by. I think it just, and they've invested in me so much. It just makes you believe that you can, you can do, dream it and do it. And the other person that I would say who has really shaped my life since becoming passionate about this cause of human trafficking was William Wilberforce, who was the great British abolitionist who you know fought for most of his life to see the abolition the end of slavery where they used to take 12 million slaves from Africa to the Americas to the Caribbean and it was it was legal in those days and he managed to just five days before he died get this abolition of slavery this trade act um, passed and it, it was incredible and in the same way you know, we can we can all change the world, Myrtle. You can too. We can't all do everything, but we can all do something. And all our somethings collectively can change the world. How cool is that? Why is the work you do in human trafficking relevant to a girl like me? So the, the buying and selling of human beings is, as you'll agree, it's the most horrendous crime And it goes on in neighborhoods, in streets that you and I walk by every day, but it is hidden. And these are slaves that could be domestic workers. They're forced to work in people's homes. It could be, um, but further afield, it could be the clothes that we buy, Myrtle. So if you buy cheap clothes, um, somebody has paid the cost of that or in forced labour, or the chocolate that we consume, Myrtle. There's children your age forced to pick cocoa beans on the west coast of Africa, and we demand in the West to have everything cheap, everything, you know, at a lower price. But actually, there's women, men and children being used and exploited. And actually, it really is for each of us to, I hope, have a conscience that we can't ignore this, that people are suffering 
you know, in the, in the hidden in the plain sight of day, um, down these neighbourhoods that we we know, and it really is up to us to make a difference. And I hope that you and others feel like whether it's this cause or whether it's climate change or whether it's homelessness or looking after the elderly or animal welfare. I don't mind what it is, but we really all must do something. And and to be honest, Myrtle, when I was your age, I never thought that I could make a difference. I thought that was up to other people to do. I never thought that I could do it. But the fact is, with social media, you know, we didn't have social media at your age. You've got the power to do these podcasts, to use your um, voice to to make a difference. And, And you really can. And how satisfying is it to bring freedom to other people so I always say Myrtle look at what's in your hand is it is it time is it money is it um sport is it you know what will you do for freedom will you bake for freedom cycle for freedom um you know table tennis for freedom whatever use that you know podcast for freedom and actually our our charity justice and care that I work for they they help women, men and children all over the world. Actually, a, a, a trafficker has been arrested today in in the UK, which is great news. So really, it's because we all use our voices and our talents and our skills and resources. You know, would it be that you gave 20, you know, 50p of your pocket money a week or something to sacrifice to, to bring freedom? It, w- it would be amazing. My last question for you is, what advice would you give to your younger self? Wow, yeah. So I'm 41 now, Myrtle, which I can't quite believe. But someone actually did ask me that question in America one time. And I would say, don't worry so much about what other people think. Because I used to be such a people pleaser. I used to care too much what other people thought about me. Um, I wanted to fit in. I was quite shy at your age and I, I just followed the crowd. And actually, Myrtle, I tell you what, I've got three stepchildren and, I, you know, and the twins were 11, boy and a girl and Hannah, who's 14. And I just, you know, I was actually last night telling them that I'm doing this podcast with you. And I was saying to them, you know, don't follow the crowd. I want you guys to have confidence and to dream it and do it and dream risks like don't go and follow the path you know that everyone else does it's okay to be different different is good don't follow the crowd and yeah just really believe in yourself and actually it's okay that not everybody always likes you like just bless them on and crack on and keep living you know passionately and and making a difference you just can't please everyone and that's okay thank you so much for talking to me today such a joy Myrtle keep going dream it do it thank you so much for listening if you've enjoyed this episode of the confidence fighter and you're using apple podcasts I would really appreciate a rating and review because this means other young girls can find this podcast more easily don't forget to subscribe see you next time